0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i'll be your host today my name is alex beck and joining us on the show is joanne schmallenberger from Gravoxy out of boston massachusetts what's going on joanne welcome to the show how are you doing today
2: i'm doing great how are you i'm
1: doing Excellent. good myself thank you for joining i appreciate you um you know i guess it is our monday because yesterday was memorial day but i appreciate you joining today Um, you know, and talking a little bit about what you have going on in your facility. Um, But sweet, let's not waste any time here getting into the nitty gritty. Um, How did you get started? Um, What is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility?
2: So I was in high school and I've been dancing since I was three years old. I just, even before that, excuse me, when I was around five years old, I used to do all the games for children in the the neighborhood and make sure everybody was having fun, but we were keeping very active, climbing trees, playing kickball, playing Wizard of Oz, whatever, just always the one, or uh, kick the can, always the one that wanted to motivate everybody to have fun, excuse me, and so all through my school years, I stayed very active with my ballet, tap, gymnastics, and um, when I was in high school, I just didn't like gym. Because it was very competitive, it was very sports-oriented, and I was, you know, ballerina. So I wanted to do that, or the the gymnastics, which is a lot of yoga poses, believe it or not. And so um, I decided when I was leaving, uh, I was sitting at a uh, bike at this health club in our town, and I was just riding the bike, and this woman came up to me and said, I love the way you move. Would you teach for me? And I'm like, what do you mean teach for you? She said, I just, you just move so nice. And I said, okay, but I've never done this before. So I can still remember sitting on that bike and Christopher Cross was playing uh, sailing. So every time I hear that song, it reminds me of my first day of changing you know where my direction was. Yeah. Um, I happened to be going to art school so which was really neat as I learned anatomy in art school right. so my father owned a top advertising agency in Boston and I, that's where I thought I was going but this day changed everything and I started teaching calisthenics and, and universal machines and such at her at this gym called Obie's Exercise Center. And so from there, I started teaching for the town, which was funny because it was two hours of nonstop exercise. I mean, I was 18, I could do that. And these other people were like, <gasps> and I said to them, I think we should break this up into two different classes. So we put it into two days and then I just started, there was no fitness training back then. Then I started, um, decided I wanted to start working with the hospital locally. So I started teaching there and had like 40 women in the class. And then I did an ease into shape class. So I did my aerobics and the ease into shape. And then I had a baby in 86, uh, excuse me, 87. I got pregnant in 86 and they were like, oh no, you're not going to be able to teach. But I taught all through my pregnancy and right up to like two days before. And it was at at that hospital (laughs) that I had the baby. But um, so I just kept, you know, doing these things and just really enjoying working with people. And then I thought there's some of these ladies didn't want to come into a group atmosphere. So I started doing one on one training at their homes so i called it totally for you because there was no personal training then they didn't have a name for it and just because i was in the industry very very early and and then i just kept evolving and and then in the late 80s, early 90s, I took a course at Boston University. It was called Fitness Instructor Training Camp out of California. And Tammy Lee Webb was one of the instructors, you know, Bunza Steel. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that's yeah. so that started doing a lot of that. But I also decided I wanted to go in different directions of learning things because I felt that if I'm going to teach stuff, I want people to leave with a lot. So I taught line dancing in my classes um, uh, so that when they would go to weddings, they'd know how to do the electric slide. They'd know how to do the bus stop or the touch push. And it made it fun for them because they'd come back and say I went to a wedding and I knew how to do it because I've also (laughs) been DJing for for about almost 35 a little over 35 years and um so I see people not getting up to dance so I try to motivate them to do that so so I just kept taking lots of different kinds of courses you know very outside the box
1: courses awesome I love it I love it that's um you know one thing I I preach as well as learning new skills and you know, sometimes having a having to pay money to learn these skills, right? I mean, sometimes it, it could take a year, or two years to learn certain things. And you could cut the time in half by taking these courses and forcing yourself to learn. Um, so that's awesome that, that you, you know, taught yourself a variety of different training styles for your members. Um, cool. But I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Gravoxy Fitness and the services that you guys offer.
2: Sure. I'll quickly just back up. My first studio was called Country Fitness and Fun, and that was um, where I took gymnastics. So, in the name of gymnastics was Countryside Gymnastics. So, I wanted to keep the country in the building, and it was in the country. The only problem was, from a marketing standpoint, country line dancing started getting popular in '91. Hence, why my phone number is 1991, and I. Um, <laughs> So people would call me up, I want to learn how to do country line dancing. And I'm like, oh, this is a fitness uh, studio. Yeah, a fitness gym studio. And so um, then I evolved through that and I left there. And uh, I, I always believed I get moved on. The mo- universe moves us on. And I opened up my Beyond Fitness studio because in 1994, a gentleman pulled over a rebounder, which is right here behind me, okay. and said, you should, you should feel this. This is amazing for your body. And so I... Uh, I brought over my mini trampoline and I said, I will never teach on a mini trampoline. I have to fly across the room because I'm a dancer. So anyway, hence I got into the rebounding that day, which was 1994. And I had that studio till 96. And then I taught at Gold's Gym for, from 96 till 2000 where I opened up my Beyond Fitness studio, which I felt when I did my second and third level of training for reboundology that this was beyond any fitness modality I had learned. So I had the Beyond Fitness studio for 13 years. And then I, a marketing guy said, you know, a lot of people are using Beyond Fitness. So and they are. And so I decided to change the name to Gravoxy, which means gravity and oxygen. We harness gravity to oxygenate the cells. Disease does not like oxygen. So hence, this is where I am now. This is Gravoxy. It's, it's a studio where we offer cellular conditioning with the rebounding. We offer hydrokinetic weights, which are really cool and i have the original because i met the man who made these these are the smart bells these are the prototypes so i've had these for a long time and i use regular balls and regular weights but i, I teach multidimensionally. dimensionally i teach with mindfulness through movement we teach we have some yoga classes that come in here we do lots of workshops uh, education workshops um we do zoom workshops so that people from anywhere can come in and learn a lot of these things I do my lengthening technique. I do children's birthday parties. We have a, a, a body work studio in the back, which has got uh, Reiki and energy healing, magnet uh, healing, lengthening slen- uh, body work, uh, body rolling uh, and um, energy healing. We work on raising the vibration and frequency for people so that we can calm the vagus nerve. We also do humming okay. mask um, uh, uh, programs where you can come in and do a session. So, we do, we work with all different walks of life. I have Autism Alliance come in. I've been working with them for 35 years. And we do workshops teaching the parents about rebounding and helping balance the body for the to bring the children to, or adults, young adults, to alpha state that have autism or Asperger's, any of those kinds of things. So, and work with um, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, all different kinds of things.
1: Awesome, awesome. So, you- <laughs> go
2: ahead. There's more of it. <laughs> I don't want to go on too much. Hey,
1: You're offering a wide variety of services, providing, you know, a ton of value to your members, a ton of different classes, different type of workouts that they could take. Um, is this all under group training? Do you guys do any private training or semi-private at all? Yes,
2: a lot of that. Um, like I said, the multiple sclerosis clients, uh, one particular client that I have, shes I do a Zoom with her now. She was coming in before, before COVID. And it's okay. really about balance and, and, and working with the nervous system and helping her get oxygenated and helping keeping every single cell of the body strong. And that's what the rebounding does Again, I just don't want people to go buy mini trampolines because they can actually traumatize the the nervous system. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, I I sell this one particularly because it is the best one for the bounce back and the cellular conditioning and health and the lymphatic system. So um, we definitely work with, you know, sometimes we get people that call and say, we have like four friends that want to do a class. That's fine. They Come on in. We'll, we'll make a lone little group class for you. I'd, or I have a gentleman that comes in. And he just wanted to work with me because he was the king at the gym. And then I made him feel weak. And so it was kind of fun to work with him because I was showing him different things that he wasn't focusing on. He was focusing on more linear types of movements and I'm not so linear. So it's a nice combination. You know, some people go to, let's say, to an LA Fitness and come into here to do different things. So it, it's a good combination. You know, it's not a competitive thing. It's, it's more of working together. and and offering different things
1: you know awesome and what would you say is like you know your bread and butter what's that main revenue driver for you is it more so the group training aspect or the private training and semi-private
2: uh, for me, personally, it's it, it used to be the classes, but uh, because I, I I make more money doing my larger scaled events, I do a lot of events. I work with the um, Ron Burton football training camp and the a lot okay. of these programs we do for inner city kids or, or local schools that come out to this giant Parthenon that I teach at is uh, sponsored by the Boston Red Sox. So they come out. So I do, you know, I take my trailer. I used to have a van that said fun fitness on the run. Now I have a trailer. There <laughs> so, you go. And I own 100 founders, and it's full of all sorts of fun fitness stuff. But you know, I make fitness fun for kids, for adults, everybody. Because let's face it, if you can move like a child and you can be happy like a child, you're going to resonate at a higher frequency. So, and and that's where you stay healthy. And that's really what my whole thing is about. It's not what you look like; it's how you feel. And so that when you're feeling really good, you can. You look better when you look in the mirror because you're you're jolly you know
1: (laughs) yeah exactly okay so so you're sitting at about 50 members right now um i do always like to ask is 50 number members a number that you guys want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces
2: it's, it's a little bit more difficult up here, I would have to say, because of the COVID. So getting, right. you know, the, the 50 members are not coming in so much. They're they're out uh, doing Zoom or we're, we're going to there. Or, you know, so it's, it's a little more dissipated right now. But that's just because of COVID. So it's um, it, for me, it's it's trying to work with the times of what we have. So I've got a lot of people that want to come in, which is great. And then, you know, things change and, you know, we we just, we're doing this right now. So it's going to go up and down, but which it always does, you know, but a little bit more now because of the COVID situation.
1: Yeah, definitely. COVID took
2: wanting to grow.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I'm sure most gym owners are, you know, always wanting to add a few more members on and COVID took such a huge hit. You know, it, it sucks to see. And part of the reason why we started doing this podcast for gym owners was seeing you know how the government didn't really do much to take care of the fitness industry you know it was a lot of stay at home take this medication get this vaccine but uh no one really spoke on staying healthy going outside you know going to the gym
2: yeah the immune system that's my that's my business my business is about helping people keep their immune systems built up and then again that's the the components of that is not just nutrition it's it's emotional it's it's not watching the news it's not getting fear or worry. Fear and worry are both the same. We're going to give you the same result. It's going to shut. Like, as I say, it's like a power switch of your immune system. Your immune system just shuts down, and that's when people get sick. There was no talk of that at all. Nobody's talking about boost your immune system. No, you're right. Take drugs. Take this. Um, Don't go. Don't hug anybody. Don't, Don't talk. And now we've got so much anger. That's why... I, I like to make it fluffy and light and I think that you know when teachers are teaching and they add a little comedy to the class it's okay because I mean there are people that want things really serious That that's mm-hmm. just that personality style and, and and I wouldn't be that that kind of instructor but that's okay like I said earlier vanilla or chocolate you know but sure. for me my whole goal for teaching and, and doing what I've done for all this time and what keeps me going because a lot of people get burnt out I don't get burnt out and I've been doing this 42 years I get more excited because I know I'm helping people from a cellular level. I know that I'm I'm giving them something different and I'm educating more teachers and, and helping them and, and as I say when I run a certification here or I've traveled to many places I taught 35 instructors in Dallas I went to uh, Beggs Oklahoma and I taught a lot of their gym teachers what to do. And they loved all the creativity because then they don't get bored. They have so yeah. many things to, to do, you know? And I think that's the one thing that I like to tell other gyms is add a variety. You know, I've taught a lot of gym teachers, you know, be, give variety because you're you're not going to have all the kids that want to do the sports. And I was one of those kids. So to have that option is nice, but also everyone likes to be a little bit playful and I, you don't want to stifle that playfulness because that's really important. You know, that's a strength. <laughs>
1: awesome you broke up there for a second so so what was the last part you said um let's see you were talking about go ahead
2: uh I don't know where you lost me
1: okay okay so so let's see so since you are you know wanting to see some new members help more people change more lives to a certain extent um, what are you kind of actively doing right now to aid that growth process uh
2: putting more information out there about what it is that we do okay. uh, about the cellular level and how important that the immune system is. I'm not sure if you heard me saying all this before, but I was talking about being childlike and being playful. It is really important. And that is a strength that, you know, some people just, they, they want to do serious fitness and that's the personality style and that's okay. But, but I, that's why I say, you know, you need to play being, get outside and play. You know, it's it's important because it's going to keep you resonating at a higher frequency for your immune system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were saying earlier. They did not talk about that
1: right 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 i mean the, the you know keeping your immune system wasn't even a topic that was really covered um you know keeping your immune system healthy at least um Not you it. know throughout this whole COVID thing which is just insane it was more right, so wear yeah. your mask take the shot
2: yeah i and i did sell a lot of rebounders which that's that, you know and i don't know if you heard me talking about they traveled to dallas did you hear that part that I trained thirty five. I, I wasn't sure where you lost me, but the you know t- teaching all these people and seeing them they get excited like when I run certifications here, people fly in from around the country, um, and so they when I'm done on the last day, they're all still sitting and I'm like, you can all go home now. No, we want more <laughs> because it's just adding a whole different. Uh, you know, dimension. When I had rebounding at Gold's Gym, it was one of the more popular classes because I was teaching people. I was talking to them about your immune system and and what to do and, and how to like manage the stress because we all know that the stress is the number one killer of, of our immune systems and, and taking too many pharmaceutical drugs too. You want to make sure that you limit that and drinking clean water and having clean thoughts. And it's all these different pathways, you know, it's your nutrition and it's, it's your, it's your physical fitness, you know, level. I mean, so many people are sitting, I created a work, a workout station. So you're, you would be micro moving while you're at your computer. So mm-hmm. they, I've got a couple of these things. So, and I, and I teach these things in the certification just okay. to kind of give just in a different, a different approach to fitness, you know, but it's a good combination with everything.
1: Cool. Uh, cool. And so, fitness. sorry, I was going to say, as far as getting new members, what's like your main, um, you know, tactic strategy, so to speak, to get some new leads, new members coming in at a consistent basis. Do you rely, you know, do you do social media? Is and more mostly word of mouth, um, you know, any type of paid advertising, radio advertising,
2: when I do the, um, I, I, I don't do a lot of radio. I did that in the past and I never really got anything from that. So, um, you know, most of my, my people that travel to me, travel to me because I'm the only one around here that does this, you know, and there's, there's different methods of people teaching this, which, um, is not the type of method I would teach. Cause I, I know why it doesn't work mm. <laughs> or why it works. And so, um, the the people travel far to come to me because i offer something that's different and unique and as we sp- spoke before about the immune system uh, that they, they want that cellular strength if you're strengthening every single cell of your body simultaneously that is you know amazing that's why i gave up teaching more dance and doing more of the rebounding and and more of my strengthening technique to help people get that strength and it's anti-aging and, and you know you move, I still play with kids and I thought when I was in 30s gosh am I gonna be able to do kids fitness when I'm 40 <laughs> but you know what I, I don't believe in age if you weren't given an age you wouldn't age who made that up sure. who made the age thing up you know we're told that you get old right I don't believe that I think that if we think about it enough to stay young we will you can stay young and it's really being like I said earlier playful and 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 being able to move like a kid you know and that's what I try to teach people like you have that you know I'm working on stretching the fascia all the time move that yeah, fascia because that's going to limit you if you get too tight that's another thing that's really fun people come to me they say i really need to get tight and i look at them and i go why would you want to get tight like <laughs> so, so i do this thing where i ask people to squeeze their glutes tighten their arms tighten their j- jar and i go now be happy and you can't <laughs> so it's just <laughs> a way of teaching people to stay flexible you know um get that that, that agility and ability to move and that's kind of where I come really come across with my studios in here is, is to help people feel that. And so I, when I'm doing events, like I do, like I set up a, a, you know, 20 rebounders, I'll do an event and I get all these people that come in with their kids and they're jumping. So I do a lot of mobile, um, my mobile fitness business, which I created back in 1982 before school and after school fitness. I designed, I created that concept. So that's why my fun fitness on the run van was bringing it into after school programs or, you know, um, uh, like, Junior high school, elementary school, and then I did, also did some high school things. So I, I'm keeping busy that way, so people see me. So a lot of those event outside events is really a good technique to get people to come in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Community outreach is huge, and word of mouth is you know always important to bring that 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 stability that the stability member base and it shows proof of product, right? Proof of um, you know the value that you're giving to members, the the help that you're giving really is changing their lives. Um, the bad thing that I would say about You know, word of mouth and and even community outreach to a certain extent is that it's hard to make a game plan for growth out of that, correct? So, although let's say for January, you were able to get 10 new members in, 10 leads, 10 people who were interested in your gym, they came in off word of mouth. um, It's really hard to look at the the next months, February, March, April, May, and make a game plan for growth, um, you know, and say that I'll be able to consistently get more members in on these coming months. Um, So that would be the one downside that I would say about um, word of mouth. But have you ever tried anything like paid advertising, Facebook ads, Instagram ads?
0: Yes, I've done
2: Facebook ads. Um, I get a lot. I've got a lot of people that, you know, the the one difficult part for me that, that I that I have had. Is that the rebounder looks like a mini trampoline. Okay. And so when people see a mini trampoline, like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. But when I can get a, a, a guy on one, I had one of the New England Patriots players standing on it, um, uh, Christian Fourier, and, and he couldn't balance. And I thought, oh my God, this guy needs the stability, you know? Yeah. So it was interesting to work with them because here's these big football players that I was, you know, they had no stability. So it's 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 been a hard thing to sell to people because they, you know, you know what I mean, they look at it as a toy. And that's unfortunate. And then there's people that can take the, the rebounding and do absolutely opposite kind of instructions, and they're not certified, and they teach, and people don't want to do it because they didn't enjoy it. So that's been one of my difficult things with you know with with doing the rebounding and, and yep. dedicating my life to try to help people with their immune systems, and then COVID comes. I'm like, now people are starting to listen because you know people want the muscles and stuff, and I said, you gain muscle, you're working every cell of the body. That's the great part about it. So. It's really uh,
1: neat. Definitely. And figuring out your marketing angle is super important when it comes to running ads. And, you know, at the end of the day, stuff like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, it's all just, you know, an extra tool that you have in your tool belt, right? And it's your choice whether um, you use it or not. Um, but I talked to so many gym owners, I actually talked to a rebound facility a couple of weeks ago, she was based out of Miami. Um, and And she gets, you know, at least 10 to 20 leads within a month. Ah, um, uh, through facebook ads instagram ads and her marketing angles she doesn't even put the rebound you know the trampoline within her ads um it's all for you know weight loss get healthy um you know transformation challenges and and, it, and she kills it she's able to bring in a ton of members on a monthly basis um well, when miami you dis- spot. <laughs> say that one more time
2: miami is a good spot for that
1: yeah florida definitely a good spot but i mean across the globe too you know uh digital marketing really has just changed the game um and it gives you you know it's once you figure out that marketing angle that creative you could use an ad for over a year so it's really like a touch of a button turning it on and off whether or not you want to get new members in as long as you have the correct marketing angle correct because me myself i i started running ads in 2016, we talked about having to wear all the hats, um, you know, whether you signed up for it or not. And definitely that first year, I lost more money than I made. And it took me a while to figure out how to market, um, you know, correctly. But but once you do it, it really does make all that all the difference. Um, Did you run the ads yourself? Or did you hire like a team for you to do it?
2: Well, I have a marketing guy. Um, okay. we, we, he's been doing a lot more YouTube stuff. Okay. So I, I got a lot of followers on some of the beginner workouts and such, which cool. is, you know, that's why I was saying it's it's where you want to kind of focus on. I've always tried to focus on the 80% that didn't go to the gym, but I think now more people are going to the gym than back when I was teaching in the beginning. Right. People didn't want to go to the gym. They wanted more of a, a, a program that was more user-friendly. It's because it, when you went to the gym, it tended to be more hard for people to keep up with it that's what i was saying earlier to have that modification is is a great a great thing because then you bring in more people because you have people like look at this i can't do this well i have a stabilizer bar yes you can do this and i modify everything so if you don't want to jump you just bounce it you keep it at that but i'm doing muscle conditioning classes or, or or my strengthening technique it's all levels of all different kinds of people can do it you know
1: yeah de- definitely definitely and and you know, when you when you talk about, um, you know, wanting to continue growing, um, you know, getting members to a certain extent, what's like that number for you that that's a comfortable number where you'd be like, OK, th- this is the, the goal, the membership cap that I'm trying to get to where, you know, I'd be at least my most profitable things would be running smoothly. What does that look like to you?
2: Um, like I said earlier, for me, it's uh, having the other instructors have maybe 10 to 20. Um, people in a class is great. Okay. and um, But for me, I really want to pack my um, certifications because that's where I'm at in my level of, of teaching now because I've been teaching for so long that I really wanna bring in more workshops, bring in more people that way, then they can take the classes because that's how I'm bringing the people into the studio by doing these workshops and these educational things, giving people tools that they can use and, and then leaving here feeling really good about, oh my God, I learned so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think all gyms should do, run workshops because you're gonna bring people in to to see your your, your facility, but also you're giving them a, a service of education of different things, you know, different, offering different things. So right. it's, it's, you know i think that's a really good tool that that that's how i've gotten a lot of people in here because they they want to learn and i think more people are are open to learning more about their bodies now they don't just go to the gym work out and you know and you also want people to go i'm going to work out because they enjoy it not like oh gosh i got to go to the gym <laughs> yeah. so I, it's it's it get people excited to go you know
1: yeah so you you definitely want your members to to feel at home right and have the gym turn into more of not a hangout spot, right. But, but somewhere where they're going to see their friends or excited to see their trainer. Um, and it's kind of like a, you know, like a family atmosphere.
2: Yeah. It's um it's been, I think, harder up here in, in Boston than I think Florida or California because things were shut down for a longer time. People were wearing masks. They're still wearing okay. masks. Some towns are still mandating that. And and I, I just can't have people in here with a mask on. I, they need the oxygen and especially when you're working out. So and, and but I, if they want to do that they can do the zoom stay home and keep your mask off so you get the oxygen because that's that's really really important and and the sunshine sunshine is our number one fuel it's like plug in your electric car and you know you want to plug into the sun and get that vitamin d and um and, and, and absorb that warmth of the sun because it's it's really good for you you know like you said earlier get outside
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and, and- Man, I could could speak on California at least, but, but no, definitely California was shot. I mean, we had, I I believe four shutdowns that were over a month, each of them, some of them a lot longer, um, still to this day, you know, I go to the gym and, um, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, want to be there would rather work outside, work out outside. So, so definitely, um, you know, trying to combat it, trying to get people comfortable again, coming into your facility, um. Well, cool, cool. So a question that I like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on the past years that you've been a gym owner. Um, But what was something that was easier than you thought when it came to starting your facility? And what was something that was more unexpected or more difficult when it came to being a gym owner?
2: Well, when I opened up my Beyond Fitness studio after my First studio, I was on the top floor, which everybody said they had sixty steps up. I could see why you call it Beyond Fitness because like, you're coming to work out. <laughs> you should be able to go up yeah. those stairs. I actually incorporated the stairs as cross training. You know, I said, "All right, you ladies go run up and down the stairs." You know, so I utilize all this stuff. But um, one of the things that was really fabulous at the time was I was able to put a flyer for my open house. Through the backpacks of the kids at school,
1: mm. I had
2: over almost 400 people come to my open house. It was incredible, so that was a really great tool. I mean, if anybody can do that where they live, that's that's a really good tool because then people get to know you, you know. And, and I'm being on the top floor of this old old building. It was a gorgeous cathedral ceiling, but um, and it was just so unique. The problem was I had no signage outside. And my first studio was in an old building. I had no signage. So people could drive by and not even know. So that was a hard thing too. So signage is really important. I have a big sign here because I'm on a main road here and people go, what's that? What's Gravoxy? And it is a hard thing to say when you see the spelling because it means gravity and oxygen. But um, and I created that name from my Beyond Fitness to Gravoxy because I wanted something really unique. And I made that up as harnessing gravity to oxygenate the cells. So the name is a little catchy now and, and people are starting to be more curious. So that's another thing. But it was the hardest thing, I think, was not having the signage or so like if people I've heard of me, I always had signs on my truck It's said Beyond Fitness Free Spirit exercise. Um, uh, uh, what I said free exercise, free spirit exercise philosophy. And so that's what I what was trying to just making people again, lighthearted and having fun and coming in and, and working out at their own pace and such. Um, this studio um, now is on a main floor, which is great. Cause when I have to load up my trailer, and just roll these things out. Cause I was carrying these rebounders down 60 steps. It was yeah. going back up. That was more difficult. So I think that having a good locations key, To, um, you know, being able to have a presence in the community is good. Um, But uh, I think that that, the challenging thing was the signage and stuff, not people not knowing where I was, but the the best part was being able to put the flyers in the backpacks. We can't do that anymore (laughs) because everything's virtual.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everything's the internet now. I mean, it, it gets annoying. It sucks to say that for a business owner of anything, including the gym restaurants, I mean, I could I can continue going, you, you kind of have to pop up on Google on Yelp, you have to have some type of social media presence, or else it's hard for, you know, people to show up um, at your location. So so it's just crazy to see. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is um, a tool as well. So once you figure out how to use it correctly, um, it, it really only works to your benefit. Um, yeah. But sweet, sweet. So let's see if you could wave a magic wand here let's say a magic business wand so to speak and have your business be in the perfect position the perfect business to you um what would that look like to you
2: well i've got an ocean scene painted on the wall here the the studio is very colorful as a red blue walls it's not a typical uh gym that's you know pretty basic white walls and such. I made that we made this very colorful. Um, and uh, it, so I, I would like to be able to ha- open up the doors and be able to go outside okay. and on a wood, wood floor that may have a semi cover or, or, cause I don't like working out on concrete. So, or have a special kind of floor. Um, we put in this floor, which is plywood. And, okay. and having it and it looks really cool. But to be able to open the doors and have the fresh air come in, um, or to just have a, like a room that's all you know glass that we could be out like, and then you could open up sliders to have the fresh air. But I'd like to have that component of outside inside, you know, option. That would be one thing for me. Um, I'd also love a room filled with sand <laughs> to work out on the sand the you know to be able to work out on sand i like earth you know so you have all those components i like to be near the water you know so it'd be nice to have all those components so the earth wind fire air um i love incorporating all that because it's it's energy you know yeah. so I, I love to work with energy
1: awesome awesome and what, what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now from at least getting to the point of you know wanting to, to ch- change some of your classes outdoors um, you know, filling up your classes to that 10 to 20 member mark, um, adding more, um, you know, let's see classes to teacher members certain, certain things about health and fitness.
2: Well, I do take my clients outside. I take them to the waterfalls. Okay. So it's really great. So we're bouncing. And then of course, like one time there we were go. doing, that. I had a cable show for, before the internet came out, I had a cable show called Beyond Fitness for 20 something years. And I took about 10 of us down to the, the waterfalls and we caused an accident. <laughs> Somebody was, they're not a bad accident. They just like a little bumper, but oh geez. But so, but when I, and I, they have a railing there and I have them holding it, doing squats and, and, and pull-ups and push-ups and things on the railing. So I'm using the outside air. I love to use outside stuff to play and and be playful, but we're bouncing by the waterfalls because you're getting the negative ions. So I, again, that energy is so great and, and everyone, you could just see their faces light up and that's so important. So I do like, I call it fitness field trips. I like to take them on Mm -hmm. field trips. I would do a morning outside class at 7.30 in the morning, we'd go to different playgrounds and we worked the playgrounds. So we did the swings because swinging also has that gravitational pull and so yeah. swings and using the, the monkey bars and doing all kinds of fun yoga poses or things I made up you know just like isometric holds and things. So do, doing stuff outside is is a great thing and I still love to do that but up here it, you know our weather is so weird you know like I said we have snow one day and then it's summer the next. <laughs> so, But um, the other thing that's a little bit hard for me when you say bottleneck it, 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 more so now because fitness places are like dunkin donuts around here everywhere Everywhere. and so um and because i do very different things it's hard because everyone's conditioned to no pain no gain go to the gym type of thing and 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 they're not understanding more what i do so i that's my my problem not problem that's more my little bit down downside of what i do because it is very different um, but then, like I said earlier, I get people that do both, which is nice because I think it's great to be able to support each other. I like I tell people, go to the gym, too. So you get those those weight machines and then come here and do all these different type of things, do my multidimensional dancing with weights or my shakers or the smart bells or the, the band work that I do, this lengthening stuff. So it's a nice combination. So I, I love supporting other businesses. I think it's really great. I think it's important as gym owners to be not competitive with each other in a bad way but you know offer things that are different than than you bring in different people
1: right right and i mean it sounds like you're you're offering like a lot of cool stuff a lot of wide variety um you know that makes you stand out compared to a lot of gyms that that would be in your area um awesome how how big is your team that you have i know you have some trainers correct do you have like front desk people sales associates um how does that work
2: i don't have a front desk person um I had a person that was working here to kind of run things, you know, doing the brochures and such, and and she was great. And um, I have about one, two, three, right now only about four people. Mm -hmm. But again, because of the situation. (laughs) So if you had talked to me two years ago, it would have been a whole different thing. Um, And, you know, for me to have people come in here now, I sublease the space rather than pay the instructors because it's, it's it's too much overhead. It gives them an opportunity to have their own business within my business so that's a different business model than a gym would do um although i was going to sublease at one point when i was looking i was going to sublease from a a place and have my stuff within their gym which is another option for gyms to do if they're having a a difficult time is to bring someone into sublease to help pay the overhead because i know the overhead is extremely high for all of us you know and with things going up and such too um and so then i've got a lot of body workers that that's at lease for me as well so that works for me because it, it's a nice thing it gives them an opportunity and it helps pay my overhead too until we can mm-hmm. rebuild which i i, I kind of see it not going to be rebuilding back to what we had for another year uh, up here anyway it just it just people are very nervous and that that's what i was saying earlier fear or worry are going to end up at the same place so we got right. to get out there and Live.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and, I mean, I I know COVID took a took a you know a big toll on so many gyms. I mean, what do you think has to happen to get for you to get to that point of where you were pre-COVID, right? Because obviously things were moving smoother pre-COVID. You had some more trainers. I'm sure you had more members as well. Most people experienced over fifty percent losing members over fifty percent. So it's insane. Um, what do you think has to happen so that you could rebuild and get yourself to this point of you know not only being comfortable right but being more profitable making more revenue?
3: well,
2: like I said earlier for me personally the other instructors are different that way they're, they're building their in their, their classes i I want to build my instructions to to educate more people to add these types of things to their gyms or to their 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 programs their one-on- ones I, I mean I train, physical therapists, occupational therapists, I train them all. I really enjoy having a big, big classes with that. That's yeah. kind of my class teaching now. So that's me individually. I, I like running these certifications. I like to travel to bring it to these people. I, I take a rebounder with me everywhere I go. So I'm, people come up and talk to me. I took it to Aruba. I took it to Florida about a month ago. I, I take it everywhere. And it's like a suitcase. You know, I've got my suitcase yeah. and my rebounder. But I, and, and then I do a lot of videos from different places and it's really fun. So Um, Like today I'm going to be doing a a rebounding, uh, I do these little segments that I put on my YouTube channel to to like educate people but also have a nice background of a koi pond. (laughs) So just, you know, getting people to realize, take your rebounder with you, go, you know, that's a really great thing. So. Um, I do like the educational concept and most of the people that are taking my rebounding classes are buying their own rebounders now, which is really great because then they always have a rebounder, you know, and, and the, the zoom classes are great. Cause when I travel, I can, I like when I was in Florida, I did my zoom class from Florida. So that's nice too. And I, cause I have my rebounder with, them, I could do that. So um, as far as the studio, again, I really, like to use this as an educational place, but also give these opportunities to these women to build up their their clientele and and, uh, and be able to, to reach different people that are they're looking for something a little bit slightly different.
1: Awesome, awesome. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Joanne. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym.
2: Sure. You can go to beyondfitness.net. That'll bring you to Gravoxy because Gravoxy, you know, beyond fitness is easier to remember. .net. That's my trademark. Um, but the Gravoxy is G-R-A-V like gravity and then O-X-Y. So it's GRAVOXY.com com. I'm also Gravoxy on um, Instagram and and uh, YouTube and Facebook. So.
1: Yes, you guys. Gravoxi out of Boston, Massachusetts. Make sure, make sure you check them out. Um, and as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
4: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Ashley from the Get Fit Gym in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. What's up, Ashley? How are you today?
5: I'm great, thank
4: you. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it.
5: Yeah, I'm excited to be here.
4: Awesome. All right, let's jump right into the details. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym?
5: Um, So I actually, I'm from Massachusetts, but I moved up to New Hampshire a few years ago to go back to school um, to get a degree in business. Um, I wanted to own my own Business, I'd been in personal training and, and fitness in general for many, many years before, but I wanted to sort of have a solid foundation of the business side of things. So I opened a small training studio while I was up there just to kind of keep doing personal training and um keep myself busy. And then when I finished my degree and moved back home to Massachusetts, I just really wanted to open a gym on a much bigger scale. Um, so I opened Get Fit in 2018. Um And it started out small, but, you know, every year that we've been open, it grows more and more into what, you know, I had envisioned for it to be.
6: Yes,
4: absolutely. I love that. So what does the business model look like today? Are you still doing just one-on-one sessions? Are you doing semi-privates or group training? Walk us through kind of the layout, how all that works.
5: Yeah. So we started with just a few classes and personal training, um, but now we actually offer uh, group classes, one-on-one personal training, semi-private personal training. We have a couple different kids programs. We offer nutrition coaching. And we actually recently started offering a mindfulness and stress management program, which actually coaches our clients through everything outside of just fitness and nutrition in terms of health. So we work on um, you know, dealing with anxiety, sleep habits, um, managing stress, things like that.
4: Awesome. So full picture. I love that. Everything works together anyways. So it makes sense for you to kind of keep that all under one roof and provide those services as well. So very cool. Um, now, as far as your membership base goes, how many clients or members are you currently serving in the facility?
5: We have about a hundred members right now.
4: Okay. All right, so 100 members, and as far as acquiring new members goes, what does marketing look like for you? How are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do to bring new faces in the door?
5: Um, So for bringing in new clients, we focus a lot on affinity marketing, so using our current members to help us get strong referrals. Um, They're our best assets in sharing with people that we aren't yet connected with. know what we do how we do it um and the type of community that we are um we do run facebook ads once or twice a year i'm always hesitant to do that because you know we get cold traffic and it's a much different process than meeting with um people who sort of have a healthy referral in between um and then our social media we use to really just identify the community that's in the gym who we are what we do um and so i would say between referrals and, um, organic exposure to our social media is really two of the biggest ways that we get most of our new traffic.
4: Got it. Okay. And so why are you only running Facebook ads once or twice a year? I know you said it's cold traffic. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. Um, what have you found when you, you have run Facebook ads and why are you kind of hesitant about them?
5: So um, we've run Facebook ads um, probably twice a year, every year that we've been open. Um, And it comes with good and bad. We get a lot of great leads. We get a lot of traffic. We get exposed to people that otherwise maybe wouldn't have crossed paths with us at that time. Um, But we also do get a lot of people who are not a good fit um, for the gym or, you know, are not as committed to signing up for a program, we are not a low priced gym by any means. Um, But that's the point is that we really offer high value services. So we can help those people who are truly committed to changing um, in a very healthy way. And so sometimes when we get people on Facebook or Instagram, a lot of times they're just kind of like surfing the web. And, you know, they're like, Oh, let me try this for a month. And so you know, they're not looking for that high value service that's going to take a lot of Um, emotional, physical investment on their part. Um, And so I I run the ads to get a lot of new faces in and to be able to connect with a lot of new people we wouldn't otherwise. Um, But it's not always the long-term clients that we're looking for.
4: Okay. And what is the front end offer that you're running when you do run Facebook ads? Cause a lot of times that really plays into who's coming in the doors, right? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of gyms run a low barrier offer, a free class, a free consultation, a free week, uh, whatever it might be. And that tends to bring the people in that aren't necessarily serious that just want to come in, try it out, see what's going on, et cetera. Um, so what does that front end offer look like when you do run Facebook ads?
5: So our front end offer is a six week jumpstart program, um, and we offer three different tiers of it. The lowest priced tier is two ninety nine, so it's not, you know, it's not a small offer to begin with. Um, but we offer um, a combination of services, classes, and personal training and nutrition within those three tiers, um, to give those people that are coming in the door a chance to kind of try a little bit of everything that we offer to kind of find what works best for them. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's still the best converting offer on Facebook, the six-week transformation challenge, you know? Um, So, I mean, do you ever feel as though you're limiting yourself by not putting it out there more so that more people see it so that you can help
5: more people? So we also, I, I say that we run Facebook ads only twice a year. We have, um, like, we run uh, lead magnets and things like that often throughout the year to get people to our website, to get people to see our social media, so we become more front of the mind. Um, And so we do that quite often. So that kind of exposure is great for getting our name out there, again, to people that otherwise might not know we exist or might not be looking for us at that time. Um, Sometimes I think, you know, maybe we could run an ad this time of year. We could get some new leads in. Um, and like I said, sometimes we get great traffic from it. We get great long-term clients. We get a lot of new faces in the door that are fantastic clients. Um, and then other times it's just, you know, we, we don't get those quality leads that we're looking for. So, um, I always make sure that our affinity marketing really is truly strong. And that is, um, it has been our strongest lead generation since we've opened, um, and so, for the amount of time that we run ads, um, which is infrequent, we really make sure to make up for it in our affinity marketing for sure.
4: Yeah. Okay. So, I, I really, obviously, I like word of mouth. I like referrals. The only thing that I don't like about it is that it's a limited pool. And then the other thing is that it's not trackable or reliable. So, on a monthly basis, I can't say next month, I'm going to have five people come in off of referrals. Next month, I'm going to have 10 people come in off of word of mouth. So it makes it hard. If you can't track it, you can't grow it. So that's the, that's the piece that can be a little bit challenging as far as planning for growth and, and reaching the next level of growth. Um, I always like to have multiple poles in the water You know, so if one thing quiets down a little, you've got something else to kind of pick up the slack. So whether that be your organic posting on social media, your word of mouth, your referrals, your Facebook advertising, Google, Instagram, you know, whatever that might be, just having multiple poles in the water to make sure that if something slows down, that you've still got people coming in the doors on a monthly basis. Yeah. So I, and I asked these questions specifically around this because it was such a game changer for me in my business was consistently running Facebook ads for transformation challenges on the front end. Um, And, you know, are you going to get people who aren't necessarily qualified? Yes. But with that comes a lot of people who are, um, and obviously within the marketing piece, it's, I like to call it the advertising game because sometimes it is a game, you know, it's like, well, this worked this time, but it didn't work that time. And now we got to figure out what's working right now, you know, and there's a lot of factors that play into that, whether it be your photos or videos that you're using for your ads, whether it be the copy that you're writing, uh, the offer that you're putting out there, You know, all of these things play into it, whatever's happening with the Facebook algorithm you know, there's uh, lots of changes that happen there, the iOS Mm -hmm. update. Um, but you know, if you can get that figured out and get a consistent, reliable flow of quality leads, you know, that can take a lot of the pressure off of the organic stuff within the gym of trying to make sure we're getting enough referrals on a monthly basis. Right. Um, And again, those are always great because those people come in, they're serious, they know what you do and they're ready to sign up essentially. So we love those, Um, but not always consistent or reliable, which are two important things as far as growth goes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now what are you focusing most of your attention to within the business right now?
5: So um, I just had a baby. We have uh, almost thank you um so so the focus has shifted quite a bit um mm-hmm. so um halfway through last year we really my husband and i um, really started focusing on you know, what life after having the baby would be like. And I was teaching a good amount of classes. I was taking on a lot of training clients, but so weren't our other staff. Um, And so, you know, gearing myself up for being able to just focus on the back end once we had the baby and then hopefully not having to go back to teaching classes or personal training unless I really wanted to, not because I had to. Um, And it's been fantastic to train our staff to get to that point to have enough reliable staff who are just fantastic to be able to handle all the front end um, of the day to day which has been great so focusing on. Building relationships with other businesses in our community has been one of my biggest focuses over the last couple months, Um, something that I've wanted to focus on over the last year and just haven't had the time. So it's been really nice to be able to focus on more back-end things, growing our team, um, focus on those relationships, and being able to branch out so that way we can grow in the future, um, whether it be with different services, with different partnerships. Um, So that's definitely been my biggest focus as of late.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's huge as far as getting the right people in place with the right systems in place to be able to run the business when you're not there. Um, That's big as far as growth goes as well, because if you're always working in the business, you know, you're always on the floor, you're always training clients. It makes it really hard to be able to step back and focus on the business itself and what we need to do to scale and grow and get to that next level. So, Definitely a good thing that you've got some staff members in place that are reliable and able to run the business without you being there. And especially with having a baby now, I mean, it it limits you a little bit as far as what you can physically do in the facility. So um, definitely steps in the right direction there. And something that a lot of gym owners struggle with, getting the right people in in the right places to be able to run the facility without them being there 100% of the time. So definitely. Now, as far as bottlenecks go, I always like to ask about either bottlenecks or challenges within the business. Are you facing any bottlenecks or key challenges within the business right now? And if so, how are you overcoming those or dealing with those or managing them in some way? Mm
5: -hmm. Um, So I think our biggest um, challenge right now is hiring a GM, Um, kind of taking that next step to being able to grow to the next level, kind of breaking through that glass ceiling. And that's my focus right now going forward for the rest of the year um, to be able to continuously um, build up our staff. We're getting really busy, especially this time of year. So we're actively hiring right now, more trainers and coaches. Um, We're adding in a yoga program. Um, So these are all things that are, we're growing in, but I'm still operating the day-to-day management of all of that. And so yeah, Finding yeah. the right person and the right structure to put somebody in a GM position is definitely my, my current struggle and I know is the um, biggest key what's standing in between moving to that next level for our business.
4: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And are there any uh, particular areas that you are looking to find this person? I know that this is something that a lot of gym owners really struggle with, not knowing where to look to find the right people. So have you found success in like one platform or over another or anything of that nature to, to find the right people?
5: So in terms of our current staff, um, outside of the GM role, um, we have had great success on indeed, as well as actually, um, graduating some of our um, past members to staff. So it's great. When you can transition a member who is so passionate about your gym that wants to take on a role of coaching or training, um, they know your values, they know the culture of the gym, um, they understand your mission. And so it's it's very easy to transition someone like that into a coaching role um, and have them fully on board. So we've been very lucky in that sense. And we've hired a couple of great coaches off of Indeed as well. Um, but it's definitely challenging. I mean, I've gone through over 30 applications for the positions that we're hiring right now in the last couple of weeks, and we've denied almost every one of them because they just, they don't align with what we're looking for or, um, you know, they're not quite qualified. And so, you know, having those really high standards of a good staff member who will really work well with our team and with our culture is, um, is definitely a challenge for sure. And I think that's something that's, that's been a challenge since I opened the gym.
4: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, but I appreciate the fact that you're being very selective about the person that you're bringing in, especially to that role, you know, that's a big role and it really affects the whole atmosphere of the gym, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing in the wrong person into that situation can be detrimental, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to find the right person. Um, to be able to step into that position and succeed and have a good influence over the staff and the members and, and all of that. So there's a lot that plays into that. So definitely a challenging thing to do and something that most gym owners do struggle with. So definitely not alone there. That's for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So now, um, what is the, big picture unicorn goal I like to call it like perfect world perfect situation what is your vision for your gym where are you looking to take it
5: so we started out in a very small space right in the center of town lots of visual exposure but it was a very small space parking was terrible and our lease was up right in the middle of the pandemic and we'd been looking prior to the pandemic hitting for a location, you know, but it was, our lease wasn't up until September of 2020. And so we'd been looking, you know, December the year before thinking like we've got time. Um, and then the pandemic hit and every single landlord was just like, I don't know who's coming and going. I, I don't, I don't know if I have space available. So it was really hard to find a space to move into. We were growing fast. of our members stuck with us during the pandemic Um, and so it wasn't like we had downsized by any means and the soon as gyms were allowed to open back up in Massachusetts we were just getting flooded with people who were sick of being home and and wanted to be healthy and wanted to be out exercising and in a good community so we were growing very quick so we found a space that works for us and it's great Um, it's much bigger Um, but inevitably we're still really growing and um our goal is to own the space that we um house our gym in. So my husband and I have been looking um to purchase property within the next year or so to be able to move our gym into a more permanent location where we have much more flexibility um to be able to grow our business, to, you know, partner other businesses or create other businesses to go alongside it to complement it. Um so that's always um, top of the mind in terms of growth of the gym. Um, my, my perfect day would be, you know, owning a, a small cafe, a healthy one um, that could go alongside the gym. So, you know, being able to own a space that has the flexibility to do those kind of things would definitely be our, our big goal
4: Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that idea. They go hand in hand and work so well, you know, it's like, get your workout in, go next door, and get your high protein snack or coffee or whatever it might be. So I love that idea. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as the space and finding the space and there's so many gym owners who are now looking for larger spaces, you know, because, of gyms closed during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who are looking for gyms or there are also a lot of people who opened gyms because of the pandemic, which is Mm -hmm. wild as well. Um, But finding the space for them has been a challenge as well. There are a lot of landlords who don't necessarily want to rent to gyms because they're like, you know, after the experience over the last two years or so, it's like, ugh. I don't really, I don't really know, you know, I don't, I don't really want a gym in here. That's what a lot of, a lot of gym owners have been hearing from the landlord. So it's been really challenging to find the space. Um, but I definitely like the idea of purchasing the space and owning it yourself, you know, because that does provide you with a lot more flexibility. And um, obviously it's always better to, to own the space yourself, but um, that's, that's exciting. I, I love that. And are you looking to keep it in the same area in the same town or yeah.
5: Yeah. So we live in a small town. Um, our community is fantastic. Um, we ironically, the space that we're in right now, there are three other gyms within a quarter mile radius. So two right across the street and there's one like less than a hundred yards down the road. Um, yeah. but we all serve very different populations and so it works. Um, but I'd love to stay in our town, in our area, we have such a great space that we're very visible, um, and you know our community has grown so quickly over the just a couple of years that we've been open. Um, but it's a very close knit community, which is great. So to be able to serve um, the you know town of Bridgewater and surrounding communities um, is definitely um, you know key for our location in the future.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. And one thing that you said there that jumped right out at me was that there are other gyms within your area, but that you're serving different people. And that is something that is so important to keep in mind because there are so many gym owners who just get so caught up on the fact of there being other gyms in the area and they always look at them as competition. Right. But one thing that's so important to keep in mind is that you're not for everyone.
6: Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Right? It's like you serve a certain type of person. You're not for everyone. When we try to serve everyone, we end up serving no one. Um, So getting super specific about the types of people that you're serving, the types of people that you want in your gym is important. And it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around that in the beginning, because you're all you're thinking about is the numbers game, right? And limiting the amount of people that you're able to reach or help or whatever it might be. But it's so important Uh, to really get specific and and really niche down and target specifically who it is that you want in your gym and not necessarily worry about the neighbors and what they're doing. You know, that's, that's their thing. That's their business. Um, and a lot of times it comes down to the, the price comparison game as well for memberships. And everybody wants to beat everybody else as far as pricing goes. And then the prices get lower and lower and lower. And it becomes like a race to zero, right? Whereas if you get specific about who it is that you are training, you might have less clients, but you're able to provide them a higher value and therefore charge them more. And in most instances, you know, you have a smaller amount of clients, you're working less, but you're making more than the guy next door, right? And you're able to serve those clients so much better because you have less of them. So you can give them more of your attention. Um, So just some important things to keep in mind that, you know, that really jumped out to me when you, you said that you're serving different people.
5: So that's important. We, um, we're very lucky to have, um, you know, to be in an area that, you know, people are very health conscious and, um, we have a college in town, which is cool, but we really don't serve a lot of the college students, ironically. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's just nice to have a diverse population of people that we have the privilege of being able to help, um, become healthy in multiple facets. So,
4: yes. Absolutely. All right. So before we wrap up, one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility or doing their own thing, kind of going their own way, what would that be? What's one of the most important things you've learned over your time in ownership?
5: Um, to have a solid, distinct competency. And that comes from where we're located. Um, to know how you're different is the most important because Mm -hmm. as the hard days come and go, it's very easy to question why I'm doing what I'm doing or, you know, am I doing the right thing or am I serving the right people? Am I priced right? Like if you truly have your distinct company, see what is going to set you apart from the other businesses around you, from the other gyms around you, and you have those values in place, then when those hard days come up and they do very often, you won't question your why, you won't question, um, you know, your your tough decisions to make. And that backbone will definitely serve you a lot of help when you need it.
4: Yes, 100%. Definitely agree with that. And that's something that a lot of people experienced, myself included, especially over the last two years. You know, those were some of the most stressful days um, I've experienced just overall, you know. So having that, that reason in place. And, you know, sometimes yes, being passionate about it, but sometimes it has to go a little bit beyond that, you know, because on those hard days, the passion doesn't matter so much, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So that's definitely a good tip for listeners who are considering opening their own facility. All right. So as we start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media?
5: Um, so we are our website is the Um, you can find us as Get fit Bridgewater on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and we are I actually just got told the other day by a girl who had applied for a job for us um, that we are one of the happiest looking gyms she's seen on social media. so that was That's a so cool great compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. I love that.
5: Awesome. All right. So
4: Ashley from the Get Fit Gym in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
6: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement
7: orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald and joining us on the show are Becky and Mac of Lethbridge Fitness Club coming to you from Alberta. Canada. Guys, how are you today? What's going on?
3: We're good. good. Just happy to be here. Thank you for having us on today.
7: Certainly. We're, we're excited to have you here and, and I'm excited to, to pick your brain and see sort of what, what kind of wisdom we can extract along the way. Before we do that and before we start talking too much strategy and tactics, guys, give us a little bit of context here and, and tell us how you describe Lethbridge Fitness Club first and foremost. What is this gym about?
3: I think what describes us best is we're a community, gym. Um, everybody that comes here is here to be a part of the community. They want to do their own thing, but they're here to do it well. They're here for the atmosphere. They're here to just work towards their goals. And that's what's allowed us to grow is basically we have the people here that just want to work out, just want to do their stuff, be around other people with the same mentality and get it done.
7: Yeah, and, and I think that's a fantastic place for us to start. That that really tees us up well. Before we dig in a little bit further, talk to us a little bit about how and when you two got involved. When did that come about?
3: Yeah, so I started off actually just as a front desk employee, no fitness experience. I actually came from working at a McDonald's to working at a gym, so it's kind of a flip-flop of Um, careers there. I was a little front desk staff. I got to know all of the members, really learned to love this place. And once you know the people, it's hard to leave. And I ended up, when we had a change of ownership, getting asked to run the facility with zero management experience on that department. So getting thrown in the deep end, but it was a great experience. And I've learned so much from being here and learning from the members who... Most of the time they know more about this place than I do. So it's <laughs> I've had people here for, that have been here for over 25 years. So longer than I've been alive, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I got hired in December of
6: 2019. So I've been here for, it'll be my three years in December, um, right before COVID hit. And I think COVID was like a big eye opener for me. I have two jobs and like, I was so excited to come back here. when We were announcing we were opening. And I just, like, wasn't really excited to go back to my other job. Um, And just through COVID, like, we really had to battle with the ups and downs. And it's really brought us closer as, like, a team. And the atmosphere of, like, everyone was so excited for us to reopen. And the members, they were so excited for us to come back. And that's just the community is a huge thing. And it's brought me to, like, finding a job that I love. So,
7: yeah. Yeah. COVID certainly shook up the industry worldwide but I think no more than in your part of Canada you guys had gotten some restrictions that lasted far longer than many other places how do how did the membership numbers or, or the overall revenue numbers compare now to where they were 2019? There was
3: definitely a big Klein. Um people just decided that they wanted to work out at home um, that they built home gyms or they'd gone to a place that wasn't following the restrictions and wasn't um, shut down so they kind of left us because we did follow the rules and we did. Uh, closed when we were supposed to, so we did lose a lot of members. But what we've noticed, I guess, in the last probably three to six months, is people don't want to work out at home anymore. They need the atmosphere. They need the commoderation of being around other people, other like-minded people. They need the accountability of coming to a gym. So I think we're right back up to where we were, if not above our post pre COVID numbers post
7: COVID. Okay, fantastic, and so able to rebound. Society is sort of starting to be ready to come back into public fitness spaces like this i want to sort of flip the question around and, and how do your membership numbers compare now with where you ultimately think you can be is there still capacity or room for growth here
3: oh 100 percent. we're always looking to add new amenities and expand what we can offer to bring in new people within the community um is pretty saturated with gyms but it's being able to create a Um, We've always been told we're the best gym for atmosphere and for the members like they love coming here. So trying to just differentiate ourselves in places that people don't care so much about the relationships, but actually care about the facility or what we're offering.
7: Sure. Okay. So room for growth, right? We have room for more members and and I assume more room for some higher level clients in, in various other services that we offer. Walk us through the marketing. How do we attract new people? How do we get a little bit closer to that full capacity? What are you guys doing to generate leads?
3: I guess our main number one priority and always has been, I don't know if it's just because of the demographic of us as managers, but social media is our number one target. We've tried radio. We've tried ads around the community. But all in all, the people that are active and coming to a gym and growing in the community, not so much our older demographic, but people that are going to be here to grow and stay with us, they're on social media. They're looking for ways to connect and we have fun with our social media. So half of our marketing is like funny front desk videos. Um, we've kind of hopped into the TikTok world a little bit there and had some of our videos create some uh, excitement and stuff like that. But really our main advertisement is social media and then looking for the corporate world. So we go to different businesses in the community and say, what can we do uh, as Uh, to your group and how can we incentivize your staff to come to us what can we offer you or what can you do as a benefit package to your staff that will allow them to join our facility so we try to really take a radius around us of businesses that we know um, really encourage health and wellness and talk to them about it
7: yeah both of those can be tremendous ways for business at least in this sort of model for growth I want to pick your brain about the social media side of things, because I think that's even in 2022, I think it's still an underutilized resource for fitness, at least. Who's running that in the business? Is that the two of you? Do you guys outsource it to another company? How does that look?
3: No. um, When it comes to marketing, you could say we're pretty cheap. We do 90% of it ourselves. Um, I've talked to a few marketing companies that run social media and they want ridiculous amounts of money to do it. And for us, it's, we're we're putting content out but it's not about the quality of the content it's the information that we're providing so for us like even though the video might not be edited perfectly it doesn't matter because it's the people that are seeing it they want to see that we're like like like-minded people we're like them we are people of the general population we're not this big corporation that and that's kind of something that like our gym kind of gets kind of misconstrued as because we're a big commercial size building they think we're big box franchise gym so we get compared to the franchise gym but being locally owned gives us so much more potential with how we grow and what we offer to members so I always say big building small business because I'd be part of that small business community that business atmosphere are pretty good for that and that's something that we're trying to grow into more as well
7: yeah absolutely and and being of the small business ownership mentality you can sort of make your own rules, right? We don't have to follow franchise regulations. We can advertise in ways that we see fit. And at the same time, we have the resources to compete with some of those box style facilities, but differentiate ourselves nonetheless, like you said. How has that growth been? I mean, you mentioned being able to rebound post COVID. Most of your people come from social media, like you said. If you were to to estimate in a given month, how many new people are we signing up
6: um it kind of depends on like time of year like january is super busy obviously with like new year's and stuff like that um but i've noticed because i took over right when COVID hit and i'd say we're getting anywhere from 50 to like 75 new members every month and we obviously do have like people canceling and like moving away students especially but we stick
3: in that range of 50 to 75 new members every month yes yeah, okay, so cool. is to always double our cancellations with new as well as having our renewal members as well so we've been really we haven't really been yeah, we haven't been in the negatives or it's
7: yeah.
6: probably over so
7: yeah. net positive is a good thing <laughs> in any business net positive is a good thing um, and at least I I, I want to sort of expand because this model is really, really interesting in our industry because there's so many different ways from a business perspective, we can generate revenue, but from a client perspective, we can really deliver value for you guys. If I'm to sign up as a new member, what else is available? What other things can I do?
3: Yeah. So I guess... It really depends what you're looking for. So the first thing we always offer is personal training. Like, are you comfortable in the gym? Do you want someone to help you reach your goals? Uh, we have classes that are free on all levels of our membership. So awesome. if you just want to hop in a 40-minute hit workout class, get it done. Those are available to you. You can sign up for those. If you have kids, we have a babysitting program. So if you're a, a mom that's on mat leave and needs somewhere to drop their kids for an hour and a half, have an hour of freedom, I like to call it. Um, they can throw their kids in there and go have a workout. And we also have physiotherapy on site and athletic therapy on site, as well as a recovery lounge. So if you're someone that is training hard, say you're a powerlifter or someone that's competing and you need that recovery side of your membership, we have massage guns, Norma Tech, leg sleeves, um, massage therapists, athletic therapists, um and those are things that obviously you can pay an additional service for but they're in the facility and you can hop in there anytime you want being a member of our facility and what we've more so added is now we have our sports performance side of things so if you are looking for coaching for either your specific sport like we're offering a golf program for for golfers in season that want to make sure that you don't get injured um, you can hop on one of those and members get discounted rates for all of these things so they're just different things we can offer to our members as well as we have a booster juice if uh, you know what booster juice is so we have a smoothie bar we sell supplements we have indoor tanning and red light therapy uh, we have an outdoor training area which is turfed we really do have a little bit of everything
7: yes uh, something for everybody and and from a business perspective I want to keep that front of mind here. A lot of different ways to make money right yeah we our, our attention sort of turns instead of just a thousand members or two thousand members or whatever that exact number is the the metric that really matters here is the revenue per member right? that we can, like,
3: the, the, like we've really tried to work on is we have a lot of members that have been here like i said 25 years but they get grandfathered rates. So they might only be paying two, dollars $300 a year. But how do we get extra revenue from them when they walk in the door? Are they going to buy a clothing item if we bring out the clothing item with our logo on? Are they going to sign up for a boot camp? Are they going? So it's really trying to find ways to get additional revenue each day from the member. Are they buying supplements from us? Are they getting a booster juice? Um, yeah. Because for us, someone could pay there. Five hundred dollars, walk in the door, and never spend another penny with you. But you need to be able to utilize the people you already have inside of the building, as well as trying to bring new members in.
7: Oh, absolutely. And, and if we're to really boil down ways to grow a business or ways to increase the amount of money that the business is making, we can. It's only really three ways, and we can get more people. We can get those people spending more. To your point, on whatever various services, and we can keep them longer. Right. All three of those when paired together, make for a really successful business. If we're only keeping our eye on on just one, we're probably going to find ourselves struggling. Do you know
1: what I mean?
3: Exactly. And I think that's why um, member relations are so important when running a facility is, yeah, you might be so determined to go get new members but what about the people you already have here retention is huge and getting more from them is huge so why not treat them like they deserve to be here like you want them here i find so many gyms are like once you've paid your fee they don't care about you yeah you do your thing and you leave. Yeah, you're just right. a credit
7: card number at that point
3: exactly right so that's the best part is we know everything about the members because we've created those relationships so they feel like they're missing out on something if they don't come and see us. If Mac doesn't ask them how their weekend was, they're like, well, what why am I here? Basically, because yeah. we're so, so set on creating those relationships that it allows us to keep members for
7: longer. Sure. And, and so it, it's it's imperative that we at least highlight here. Are we still focused on membership growth? Of course. I think it, it goes without saying that we want to bring in new people, but. At the same time, in tandem with getting people to spend a little bit more money on different services along the way, that can really, really move the needle on revenue and profitability and make for a successful business here. I wanna I wanna look to the future a little bit. Obviously, our conversation has been geared around operating and growing a business in this sort of model, but talk to me about some some specifics here as you guys look to the future. What is the goal? What is, what is sort of the, the big picture that you guys are striving towards?
3: I guess going from being a fitness club, a gym, to a health and wellness club, that's where we're trying to differentiate, differentiate ourselves within the community. Is Lethbridge is a smaller town. We're not a big city, so um, we don't have that big city vibe of health and wellness yet. So we are around that 1,000-member mark but that 1,000-member mark might only be paying somewhere from $200 to $500 a year. We're looking to add more amenities to be able to allow ourselves to stay within that 1,000-1,500-member mark, but have everybody paying for the additional services on top of, so paying for um, their sports performance, paying for their athletic therapy, their massages here, getting it all within-house and creating basically a well-rounded community of people that want to better themselves.
7: Yeah think that's that's a fantastic answer there and I want to sort of flip the script here and and shift the the perspective to you guys what's your goal as individuals here do you want to eventually open your own facility do you want to continue being here I, I want to sort of open the playing field for for you guys to see what is important as individuals
3: yeah that's a funny question because I never thought I'd be in this industry to start with I always said I was going to be a paramedic and then I ended up managing a gym. So who knew um, that was going to happen? So basically, yeah, I don't ever see myself running another gym, but I do see myself growing with this facility and leading the healthcare side of it. So really trying to integrate more health options here, um, growing as part of our business team and definitely staying around. Um yeah,
6: I also didn't see myself ever moving past front desk. I got it as a second job for just some more money back in 2019. And then um yeah, I kind of fell in love with it. I play post-secondary sports, so the whole gym atmosphere is something that I'm really used to and that I'm really passionate about. Um and even if I don't end up staying here forever, like I obviously want to open my own gym, but I will get a membership here and I'll just, I would just miss everyone too much. So I would definitely <laughs> be coming. just the relationships that I've made. I would never be able to leave all of my member friends. So yeah.
7: Yeah. I think any sort of gym owner that eventually listens to this podcast is constantly on the search for people as passionate as you guys are and believe in the goal of the business. So Guys, that's a fantastic place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. Um, but before we sign out of here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about the facility. Is there a website? Is What is the social media that you guys mentioned? Where can we find this up?
3: Yeah. So our website is lethbridgefitnessclub.com. You can find stuff about us on there. So you'll see our membership, everything like that, as well as our Instagram is Lethbridge Fitness Club And our Facebook is also lethbridgefitnessclub. Um, and you can see some of the fun we have on Instagram and TikTok as we link it all to there. So that's the best place to find us.
7: Fantastic. Guys, I really appreciate your time. I, I always enjoy this type of conversation and and having a, a little bit of insight into how businesses are run and, and who the leaders are what they're thinking about. I can't thank you guys enough for your time. I wish you nothing but the best. And, and I look forward to speaking to you guys again in the future.
3: Same to you. Thank you so much for having us. Bye.
7: Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always,